Hello and welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Patrick Polk, and I'm here again with your co-host and my friend, Nick Spear. Say hello, Nick. I'm back, everybody. Hey, yo, Nick. How's it going, man? I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing well, Patrick. Thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so we have played the first round of the playoffs and the first round of the uh, SACO playoffs, and we're, we're in the thick of it right now. And so we're, we're at the SACO championship or reverse championship, and we are at the semifinals for the real championship. Um, how, how does it feel where, where we're at right now? Well, I'm excited. And it's kind of nice that I've already lost, so I don't have to worry about anything else going forward. I'm excited to see how Sacco plays out. I'm excited to see how the bump bump plays out. I'm excited to see uh, whether or not we're going to have some other fun conditions that uh, I know you are all too aware, all all too aware of. Yeah, man. Um, I am also not playing for anything anymore. Um, I, I eliminated myself from Sacco contention, at least. Um, and, and really, uh, that's all, only thing you want to do. Yeah, once, once you, you don't make the playoffs, just don't make the sacco. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man. So, and and you unfortunately were in the real playoffs, and you're out. And uh, Jen was in the real playoffs, and she's out. Jen and I are kind of hanging out in the fantasy equivalent of like the friend zone, where it's like, hey, you're still there. Go ahead. It's fine. Enjoy. Uh, oh, look at you guys. You guys did okay. Go ahead, play a little game. See how that goes. That's cute. Doesn't it's matter. It's cute that you want to play. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah. So, looking back on uh, the first week of the playoffs, uh, Alex beat you relatively handily. You had a little bit of a rough week. One one. Yeah, I mean, he to had a he had, he had a very uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say great week. He had a very good week, and I had a I don't want to say historically bad, but just next level bad of week. So, nothing I was going to do with that one. And even looking at my team and. Even if I had played the optimal lineup, nothing I was going to do. Yeah, that's Stuff rough. happens. Yeah, and uh, similarly, uh, Jen got beat soundly by Meg, and uh, Meg had an actually very good week. Um, right. Not just, not just respectable, but very, very good. Which I feel like that we both called that uh, the problem was if you just uh, squeaked into the playoffs, you're going to get hit by the buzzsaw that is Meg Collins, and that's exactly what happened. So good on us. Yep, yep. And then uh, I beat Abby. Um, I had an okay week, and she had a subpar week, uh, 98.5 to 70.3. And then Meg Murphy had a similar week, uh, 99.3, and uh, Gary was a little better but still didn't make it 83.3. So... You know what that means, man? What does that mean? That means that our Sacco Reverse Championship, for the first time in league history, is rivalry slash couples uh, playing in the Sacco. Gary versus Abby. <laughs> the, it's the Bizarro Couple Championship. Exactly. It's the couple in infamy. It, I mean, I guess it, it's you always call it couple getting, or at least did back in the day. Is this? It's not quite couple geddon It's couple. Let's not go down in history. Capocalypse. Oh, better. Okay, that's that's pretty good. This capocalypse. That's <laughs> well done. You Thank get you. that off the top of your head, and uh, I'm almost upset with how quickly you did that and how clever it was. So. Thank you, sir. Um, the other thing uh, before we get into an analysis of the coming week, which of course is the main thing we want to talk about now. Uh, the other thing I just want to point out is that uh, you know we the, we. Jen and I chatted a lot about week one of the playoffs and how things would go, and it turned out that every single better-seeded team won in every matchup. So 
Number four beat number five, number three beat number six, number eight beat number nine, and number seven beat number 10. Uh, so in, in a way, it was entirely predictable and, uh, you know, kind of what you might expect. Well, they say, like, with the uh, NCAA tournament, when you do March Madness, statistically, the best way to do it is just pick shock the entire time. And technically speaking, that will typically win you your pool. Obviously, there's a lot of different circumstances that go with that. But that was the equivalent of just pick shock and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in like points scored wise, I would say, you know, especially compared to college football or college basketball, there's pretty good parity uh, in our in our league compared to like, you know, big, huge Division One A teams uh, taking on cupcakes in, in college. Um, like the point spread from best team to worst team wasn't, you know, super crazy. It was about 300 points on the whole season. Um, and that's with a couple of outliers. It was really more like 200 points be- between all the teams in the league. And uh, so it, it, I am a little surprised that it was purely chalk. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. You mean it's bound to happen like that? And, uh, yeah, my thoughts about the last week's podcast, notwithstanding about certain the uh, certain things about the anomalies of oh my god, Casey has the what most points scored against him, but the least points scored. That makes actually perfect sense. But yeah, we're talking about a finite pool of players for the week, so it makes sense that it, the scores are roughly even uh, over the course of the season. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so this week. Uh, in games that matter, there's really only three. Uh, we've got whoa, number whoa, one. Whoa, Go, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, Which one are you discounting is not mattering? Uh, well, you versus Jen doesn't matter. And me versus Meg Murphy does not matter. I disagree. Those are entirely important positions. <laughs> okay. Well, they don't matter for... Which we should skip over entirely. <laughs> yeah. They don't matter for league standings or draft order for next year or anything, but you can say that they matter if that makes you feel better. It does, so I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, but the, the other ones that also matter is number one, Casey, hosting Alex Um. Uh, we've got number two, Annalisa, hosting Meg Collins. And then in the Sacco Bowl, we've got Abby hosting Gary. So uh, I think we start with the winner's bracket, the, the real playoffs, and then we slide into a deep, deep dive on the Sacco because that's really Love where, it. where all the action is Love it. At. Let's do this. Okay. So um, first, let's look at Casey versus Alex. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Hmm. Well, this one on paper looks like it will be reasonably close. I don't believe any projected scores when they're already as high as 110. What uh, – Casey's already basically 111 to 102.4. Um, I believe it'll be closer than this. I don't know. I think it's funny that Casey immediately put Derrick Henry into his lineup. Um, <laughs> something I did in a different league. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's had such a bonkers game last week. So he must be going off. We'll see. I mean, honestly, there could be a sign that they're like, we should run the ball again. Granted, he's not going to go for 238 and four scores. But, you know, if he goes for 100 and a touchdown, it's a great play. Also, it is it is only his flex spot. You know, he didn't, like, bump out a really good running back uh, to p- put him in there. And looking at his bench, he doesn't have, like, a super obvious uh, flex. So I, I respect the decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I really have no problems with it. It's just it. it's one of those 
one of those head scratches. Well, it's not a head scratcher. Take that back. It's one of those knee jerk reactions. It's also like anyone who didn't play Derek Henry like Casey did last week. And you think to yourself, oh man, I can't believe I didn't play him. Yeah, there's no reason why you would have played. They've been stupid for you to do. It just didn't work out in retrospect. Exactly. And Casey especially didn't matter because he had a bye week. Uh, so so that worked out well for him. But uh, yeah, it, I, I'm willing to bet, if you'll take me on this bet, I bet that Derrick Henry will not score 47.8 points in our league scoring this week, week 15 <laughs> against the Giants. All right. I will take the bet, but I'm going to need some stacked odds. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need something for this. I'm going to need like your entire collect. <laughs> you're putting up your entire collection of Bourbon County Stout versus I will buy you a bottle of Bourbon County Stout. I mean, I, I should take that because it's so guaranteed, but I still won't do it. <laughs> you are such a wuss. It's all but guaranteed a single bottle of Bourbon County Stout, which cost me, I don't know, I'm assuming $85. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> no, that's not what, no, a single bottle of Bourbon County Stout, a normal bottle is like, uh, depending on where you get it, but like a, on the order of $10. Then why would you get up at five in the morning to go wait in line for those things? Well, there's a lot of other types that are not just normal Bourbon County Stout that are rarer and harder to get and more expensive. So. What is the most expensive of the batch that you could get at 5 a.m. for a single bottle? I mean, if you can, if you have to do it in a six pack or whatever. This year? Yeah, this year. This year. So I did not get, so waking up at five in the morning was not early enough to get um, the reserve this year, which I think was like $30. Um, $30 for what? A uh, uh, one tw- one uh, 16.9 ounce bottle. Jesus. Okay. Uh, but like like uh, two years ago, they did rare, and that was like $80 for a 16.9 ounce bottle. Have I had either of those? Not yet with me. I have some of both. I don't have any um, of the 2018 reserve, but I do have 2017 reserve, and I do have rare. So I do have we... it. First off, then you're holding out at me. I don't like it. Second off, uh, did we have any of those... Uh, at the FOBAB the last couple of years that we've been to? Uh, reserve was, av- yes, Reserve was available this year and you had some, I think. That was okay. Reserve and Bramble, I think was, no, or was Reserve and Coffee or Reserve and Bramble was at the same time. I remember and, Coffee definitely. I don't necessarily remember Reserve. Um, it's, essentially, the Reserve and the Rare both just taste like really good regular Bourbon County Stout. They're just like slightly better than normal. Very, very well done. That's about it. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the most expensive you can get normally at sticker price is around like $25 to $30, uh, except for Rare, which is like $75.80. So you basically just turned down the equivalent of like betting on um, Floyd Mayweather. (laughs) Buster, I mean, to a certain extent, Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas, except Buster Douglas ended up winning. So not the point I'm trying to make here. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? I, I and I have a bunch of it, so like I don't. It, it is actually. It, I would probably be more than forty-two to one odds. Uh, if if, I, if we actually like looked at the full collection versus one bottle of regular. But anyway, enough of that. Yep. Sorry. We went out to. It a is a sure thing that hole. Derrick Henry will not score forty-seven point eight points. Is and really what we are trying to get. Okay. At. <laughs> Fine. They won't bet me. So, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a sure thing then. Yep. Uh, but maybe he'll do better than his average of 10 points, which is 10 points. His average for the season is 10.1 points per week, including his 47.8 points last week. So he's and yet, doing, and yet he's also projected for to have just his average. Exactly. They're not, they don't expect him to, to score 20 next week, uh, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. 
Uh, Casey has a very good team. He was just a few points behind Meg Collins for the most points on the season. So I Which think puts him just behind just behind Meg Collins for the most points ever. Exactly. So, so yeah, he's got a very good team. So I imagine uh, he's going to march his way to the championship. But let's uh, give some time to some golfs and dolls. Indeed. Uh, Goffs and Dolls, notably not starting Jared Goff, uh, currently Philip Rivers in the starting spot. Uh, but he also has, wow. And he has Odell Beckham Jr. On the bench. He really has some big names on his bench right now. Jeez. Bold. It's bold strategy. He had to make room for Juju Smith-Schuster, proud USC Trojan. Well, I mean, last week that did pay off. So that's a good call. He's very good. I love him. He, he is very good. That whole team, the whole Pittsburgh Steelers are a bit of a cluster, but I mean, three-game losing streak, and now they've got, I think, was the Saints and New England coming up? Maybe not that, or yeah, this week's New England. So they might lose five in a row, not for lack of trying, or maybe completely for lack of trying. Yeah, and uh, James Conner is unknown, his availability. Uh, they're, they're, they're in a tight spot for sure. I anticipate Conner will be out, uh, which doesn't really – he's on my team, which obviously has no effect whatsoever – but you do want to see uh, a solid running game going in there to complement the passing game, which really I think has been the, the complementariness of the two of their, on their offense has been their bread and butter because you can't really uh, stack one versus the other. And then they have some good offensive linemen, which has made, made uh, the Steelers' offense just been clicking for the last few years. So You need the thunder and the lightning. You need the Reggie Bush and the Lendell White. Uh, not exactly what I'm saying, <laughs> but yes. I'm just going to turn everything into USC circa 2005 metaphor. I heard a well, I heard an interview with Adrian Peterson the other day, and his final schools came down to Oklahoma and USC, and he would have gone to school and been on the same team with Reggie Bush, Linda Ill White, and it would have been him as the third running back. That would have been a tough uh, competition for for touches at that at that time. Yeah, God help me if you're a wide receiver at that school at that time because, good Lord, there's no, there's not enough ball to go around. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so I like Casey in this matchup. Yeah, I think Casey's got a strong favorite, but, uh, you know, Alex has got a puncher's chance. Indeed. So the other actual playoff game is Annalisa the number two seed, the book of plays versus your wife, Meg Collins, best little RB in Texas three seed. Uh, currently Meg Collins favored by 13 points. Yeah. Meg's team looks, I mean, dare I say almost unbeatable. There's just very few holes in that team and everything's top to bottom looks very solid. There's not a lot of boom and bust people. It's everyone just a pretty much a week to week performer. That's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough matchup for Annalisa. I have to agree with you there. Uh, so, what do you think, Matt Ryan, this year? What do you think of his performances so far? I mean, he might be the least sexy thing on the planet. You just <laughs> that's that's quite a harsh statement. I mean, you're just like you're not excited about Matt Ryan. He's like, oh, great, I've got Matt Ryan. Even his name is boring. It's he has two first names, and uh, some people really like that. I, I think it's boring. Yeah, it's just it's so bland, and he's a bland personality because he just seems like a like a good dude who doesn't say much. So, but was he? I'm looking at this player rank three. He's obviously a good quarterback. He puts up his numbers every year. 
so you really can't argue with him. It's just you don't you don't get excited when you're like, all right, good, I got Matt Ryan going this week. Like you'd almost rather have Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees has a much better running game and will put up less points. Yeah. Uh, but Ezekiel Elliott, that'll help, obviously. Uh, Keenan Allen, to my surprise, is the 11th uh, ranked wide receiver in the league this year so far. Julian Edelman uh, missed the first four games, but he's still 30th ranked and has been mostly pretty good since he came back. Nick Chubb, flex, very good flex. That's a astute pickup by May Collins right there. Uh, very astute pickup. That worked out very, very well for her. Indeed. On the other side... We've got some talent as well. Um, the, the 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 one that jumps out at me, of course, is uh, Saquon Barkley. Now, it's... can we just have an initial discussion as to why? So we have this uh, musical theme of team names, and somehow Annalisa missed the what I thought was the obvious uh, team name of Miss Saquon. Oh, there you go. I got it. It took a second, but I got it. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And uh, he's he's incredibly good at football, so you know, worthy of naming your team after him. There were two really good team names that I came up uh, pre-draft, but since I didn't get either of the players that they involved, I could not name my team those things. One of them was Miss Saquon. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. He is uh, the number two running back in the league and averaging nineteen point six points per game. Very good. I mean, he's solid. He also he's both solid and has a bust out potential. So you got to love that. The rest of her team is real, real boom and bust, though. So, like, she could go off easily for a, a buck fifty, or she could end up with you know ninety. Like, I, her floor is real high still, but Aaron Rodgers, you never know what he's going to do lately. And with the coaching change, it's against Chicago, which he didn't have a great game last time. He also missed what a quarter and a half, and still somehow ended up winning. You don't know what's going down there. James White, New England running backs. You never know if they're going to feature their running back or some other player that day, especially. And you don't even know if he's going to be the featured running back of the day. Tyreek Hill, always boom and bust. Brandon Cooks, by definition, is a boom and bust receiver. Jimmy Graham, I don't know what they're going to dial up for him. So you just don't know. She could easily go off, and I can see her winning this game, but it's going to be real hit and miss. It's really it's a different styles where Meg is solid week to week. Uh, Annalise is going to be, she could be a tough out. Yeah, as I, it seems like essentially, you obviously you have to say Meg, Meg is favored, um, but but if everything goes right for Annalise, she could definitely win. But but it would require everything going right. Yeah, I think it's like a sixty forty chance, despite the fact that's a thirteen point line. I think it's about sixty forty in favor of Meg, which I think is pretty actually pretty close, all things considered. Yeah, I agree. So very solid teams, uh, but. As we kind of alluded to at the start of this discussion, um, it would be interesting if we, if in the same year that we had a, a, a one-couple Sacco in the cards, we still potentially have number one versus number two, a one-couple championship match of Casey versus Annalisa. Only the, would be what? Only the second time in history? Exactly. The very first year of the league, we had a number five versus number six, the two bottom teams to get into the playoffs, Meg Murphy versus Tim, uh, in the very first ever championship game. Uh, and that was the only time that there was a couple championship. The other championships were Annalisa versus Jen, and Annalisa won. Uh, Jen versus Meg Collins, and Jen won. Uh, Nick Winning over Gary. For a second, I kind of forgot that Gary made it all the way to the championship and was the right. number one team that year. 
Uh, and then we have Abby over Jen, third time she made it in the championship. And then uh, this year, uh, the the obviously the four teams remaining. So it could be either Alex or Casey versus either Meg or Annalisa. Wow. That First off, I didn't realize Jen's already made three championship games, which good for her. She's very good at fantasy football, if I that's, understand it correctly. That's what everyone says, including her, all the time. That's weird. I've heard that before, but <laughs> I never really thought it was that true. Yeah. Um, but then also, um, I can't believe the first season was a five versus six. That's just ah, – that's a kick in the pants right there. Um, yeah, here – and uh, just yeah. a quick rundown. Uh, the second year was number two winning over number five. And then we had number four winning over number two. Then we had number three winning over number one. That was your year. And then we had number two winning over number one last year, Abby. Uh, so, yeah, it, we never had – a five and a six either uh, in the same matchup. But but fives made it a few times. Hmm. Well, interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it seems like the smart money is on Casey versus Meg Collins, but it could be any of the four possibilities. Yeah, nothing would really surprise me. Unless, Indeed. of course, somehow like Jen or I made the championship game, that would surprise me. But other, <laughs> of the other options. If someone teleported straight to the championship game while not being eligible for it, that would be surprising. Yeah, I mean, you're the commissioner. You know the rules better than I do, but I don't think there's a mechanism that happens. But I don't know. Fancy football is a weird game. Yeah, I could just retro. You know, I, every because I'm the commissioner. Every every time I look at the scoreboard in a real browser as opposed to on my phone, there's a little button that says adjust scoring. So I could just change the outcome of any game. Because uh, <laughs> you literally retroactively go back to like last week. It's like nah, I won this week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. That would that would be not an honorable thing to do, but I have the capability of doing that. Well, I, I appreciate your um, uh, discretion in not cheating the league. Thank you. Thank you. So the last game to talk about that, that has any consequence, which I really am most excited to talk about, is Gary versus Abby in the Sacco. And uh, I haven't looked at the lineups yet uh, to confirm this, but currently... Abby is a 21-point favorite. Let's see if Gary set his lineup. Oh, no, uh, he hasn't. He has not. Not that it would – I'm not sure that would help because, good Lord, half his team is questionable. He has a lot of questionables. He has one injured reserve and one out. Uh, so, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questionables and one out and one IR. So he has to make some changes for sure. Yeah, that's that's going to add up on you. Yeah. I don't I mean, know the status of Ben Roethlisberger, but he'll complain a bunch and then end up playing. But all the rest of them, oof, wow. Yeah. So right now he has Austin Eckler uh, in, and he is already fully out. Uh, so he needs a new flex. If he tosses in, let's say. I think a, I'd go John Ross at that point. Okay. Uh, so. You know what? No, I take that back. I would not go John Ross with um, probably go LaShawn McCoy if he's healthy. He is projected for zero, so that's a no. I'm going to say no. Okay. Carry on Johnson, projected for zero. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, so let's go back to John Ross. Yeah, uh, John Ross it is. Woo. 6.4. So we can bump up his projection a whopping 6.4 points uh, and, uh, you know, not make any difference on the overall gap. Still better than zero. Still better than zero. So uh, he has an uphill slog. He's got some injury troubles. Man, I mean, it, fantasy football just does not seem to work out well for Gary. 
he does, especially this year, wasn't wasn't the best. Uh, he he was the tenth place team, tied for worst record with Abby, but uh, well behind in total points scored. Yeah, uh, you know, and looking at his, the team health, it doesn't it seemed justifiable. Um, obviously, Gary's got considerable skill because he's got a second place finish. So er, the early on years, I can give him a little uh, pass because you know he's just new to fantasy football. Sometimes he just don't know how things should work out. I think this year is just piss poor luck. That's one interpretation of this fact pattern. <laughs> you, you could say, and, and, and that's what I'm going with. <laughs> you could say that this year was bad luck, and then all the other times that he won the Sacco was uh, was also bad luck, and the one time that he got second place was was accurate. Or you could say that all the other times that he won the Sacco was accurate, and the one year that he got second was maybe good luck. Possibly. Well, I'm just trying to give him credit for it. Let's say there was a learning curve to start, and he ramped up, and then once he ramped up, he became a much, let's say, more average player. And then, I mean, this year, sometimes you just have you just have those bad years. I mean, I don't because I'm good at fantasy football. I'm not quite gen good, but I'm pretty good. But, you know, sometimes you just have those years where just things don't go right. Yeah, and I will say if you're uh, another – point to mention if you're saying that he was ramping up over time and had a stumble this year i will remind you that specifically last year he also won the sacco hurts my arguments <laughs> but i'm not backing down because that means i lost uh, you don't want that you don't want that uh yeah, i'm not gonna lose no 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 so then abby's team by comparison who we've uh, recently determined via the whatsapp chain is my nemesis mm-hmm. yeah she seems uh, to put up points against you yeah, uh, she just seems to hand me my ass constantly. And we haven't really decided as to what I am to her caboose. But either way, I know that uh, I know that she is my kryptonite. Uh, obviously, as a dynamite team, has Patrick Mahomes. She got Marlon Mack, which didn't pay off dividends early on, but is uh, turning up well later on. Uh, Kenyon Drake is doing well. I mean, she has a bit of redundancy in Deshaun Watson. But overall, has a decent team, but also another one that was hurt with injuries uh, for various weeks. So it, she probably doesn't deserve to be in the sacco, but especially when you have Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, you know, sometimes things just happen, and you know, for a reigning champion, you still want to see that. Yeah, it is. It is a fall from grace. I'm. I'm gonna have to say, even if Gary can patch together a complete lineup, he still has to be relatively heavily disfavored here uh, in the sacco. I got to tell you, I know it's a, not a commentator's place to uh, have a rooting interest for any games, but I got to root for Gary. I don't want him to get his <laughs> fifth, fifth uh, sacco, fourth sacco. I think this would be his fourth. I think it fourth was fourth sacco. Yeah. Okay. I want. I don't want to see him get his fourth sacco. I don't want my nemesis of the caboose to uh, have anything good happen to her, fantasy football wise. And also, I just kind of like the symmetry of a person going first to worst. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so yeah, we we've had this is our sixth season in fantasy football. So Gary has already had it three times. I think Tim was the other two. I think it's three to two to everyone else zero. Um, and yeah, spread that out. Just spread out the love of the sacco. Exactly, and then and then also if you contrastingly, it's the it's the sixth year, and Jen made the finals three of those uh, previous five years. So that's also very impressive. So uh, we're talking about consistency. We have two very consistent teams in our league. She is, Jen is very good at fantasy football. And 
Gary is very bad at fantasy football. <laughs> you said it on me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what it's looking like this week. And then we have the other two matches that don't mean anything. Um, yeah, who cares? So uh, you're playing Jen. Uh, currently, you're favored by 4.9 points. And uh, I'm <laughs> I'm playing Meg, and I'm currently disfavored by 20. Uh, but I don't – I can't muster a care. Uh, unfortunately. Disfavored by 20. I mean, that's just impressive. Yeah, I I do still have Spencer Ware is listed as doubtful, uh, so I could pop in, let's say Matt Breda, and he's so I could I could close that gap by nine points. Uh, okay, that makes it respectable because I thought you were gonna put in somebody who's gonna get you like three points. Like, yeah, you still predict to lose by seventeen, bro. But just go, go for the biggest loss. Go for biggest loss. It's ninety nine points. It's not that hard. <laughs> it would be very hard. Uh, uh, yeah, there I we know. go. I oh, put I'm in, aware. <laughs> I put in Matt Breda. There you go. So uh, the the projection will be a little bit closer now. And, oh, hey, there it is. 101 to 90. So, yeah, still still not great. But anyway, uh, the, the real star of the show is is the Gabby Sacco, as I like to call it. The Gabco Sagby? There's some wordplay here. Yeah. But I'm not smart enough to do it. Oh, well. The, well, we already got the the apocalypse. No. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh, anything else? Anything you want to share? Any stories? Any fun times? Any any uh, anything to plug? What what's going on in your life? <laughs> uh, my stories involve trying to plug things up from overflowing. So no, I will not get into those. Um, but we we can discuss those for an, a non dinner time audience. Okay. Sure. Uh, I, I'm sure someone would, you, you should share that in the, in the WhatsApp or something like that. Uh, if you know, people should be able to choose to enjoy your poop story, uh, I am sorry, <laughs> sorry that that happened. Uh, that's very unfortunate, but at least, uh, you know, it, it is a fun story maybe. And I'm sorry again, very sorry. You know, I kind of wish I'd take more photos because then I could at least, not, I'm not going to say the graphic ones, but at least I could be a nice little photo essay of what I was going through while. Uh, my wife and daughter were at brunch with Santa, eating uh, a buffet brunch and bottomless mimosas, and also had Santa Claus while I'm stuck at home doing doing shitty stuff. I'm gonna say two things. Yes. One, sounds like you got the worst end of that deal. <laughs> I think so too. Two, I think it's a little early for Sloan to have bottomless mimosas. Don't tell me how to parent my child. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was yeah, I mean, come on. I don't, I don't tell you what to do with Lily. That's true. I feel like she. I feel like she gets too much hummus. You don't see me telling you that. <laughs> she does. She definitely eats a lot of hummus. Yeah. So don't be a dick. I'm sorry. You yeah, do what fair. you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Hey, hey, appreciate it. No problem. I'm, I I try to be. You know, admit my mistakes. As few as they are, every once in a while it happens. <laughs> fair enough. Thank you so much. Well, anyway, that was our. Uh, preview you want to come back for the championship uh we there's early after this week there's only one game or there's two games that matters the third place game and the championship game so we'll only have two games to talk about if we were to again do this sound good oh man i will gladly do it but i'll have to stretch out my non-funny jokes into even longer more rambling sentences i would love to hear it and you can maybe uh think of a, a dinner safe version of a poop story by then yeah, okay we can do that excellent well thanks for uh, chatting and uh Good luck in your meaningless game. Oh, thank you. Good luck in your meaningless game. My thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.